Hello sisters, this is Ola Davis with the very first episode of the When Marriage Hurts podcast. I am so excited that you could join me on this very first episode because guess what? By the time we have about 300 episodes, um, you would be one of those few people that would be able to say I was there to listen to the very first episode. So I'm so glad that you could join me today. Um, so today's episode is going to be um, kind of like an introduction and also to kind of acquaint you with what this podcast is going to be all about and what you can expect going forward and um, what kind of value that we hope to deliver. Um, So if you're ready for this very first episode, sit back and relax and we're going to be talking more about that in just a moment. Hey sis, welcome to the When Marriage Hurts podcast. I'm your host, Ola Davis. My mission is to help Christian women in painful marriages become aware of the marriage lies our society and religion has programmed our heads with. Are you tired of marriage advice that always blames you for whatever goes wrong in your marriage? Have you attended all the marriage seminars seeking help only to be blamed and shamed for your marriage problems? Has your marriage become the source of your greatest pain? Have you lost hope of being happily married? Are you just hanging in for the sake of your kids? I've been there before. I know what it is like to feel alone in marriage, yet feel trapped by the wedding vows that I made. Together, we will discover scriptural truths that set us free from the pain so that healing can begin. Oh yeah, let's shake some tables. Welcome back to the When Marriage Hurts podcast. So like I said earlier, um, I'm going to be talking a little bit about what the podcast is about, um, what you can expect going forward, um, talking about why I even created this podcast in the first place. Okay, I think that's a good place to start. Why create a podcast like this? Even the name sounds a bit depressing, some might say. But you know, it's just reality. We're living in a time and age where people are experiencing serious hurts and pains in their marriages. And they're not really getting answers where they're going for answers. I mean, they're getting some kind of answers uh, but sometimes it's just not helping. As a woman, especially in our society and especially as Christians, we seek answers in the right places, actually. I can't even claim that we're seeking answers in the wrong places. You know, we seek answers from friends that are also Christians that we expect to get godly advice from. We seek answers from our spiritual leaders in church. Some seek answers from parents, some seek answers from older people, right? Older women that are more quote-unquote experienced in marriage. And sometimes this, a lot of times actually, this answers fall short. Uh, We try to do our very best to do marriage the way God intends for us to do marriage as women. And it just sometimes feels like the tide is against you. So that's one of the reasons why I created this podcast. There's so much confusion on the topic of marriage. 
There's so much twisting of scriptures. There is so much ungodly advice masquerading as godly advice. Yes, I went there. I did say that. So much ungodly advice that looks like Christian advice, but is actually causing pain and not solving any real problems. It's Sometimes it actually compounds the problem. So When Marriage Hurts is a platform that's created To not only bring sanity to this issue, but to provide a safe haven for women who have been hurt and betrayed by those who should have protected them. When I say those who should have protected them, it could be their spouse, it could be family members, it could be in-laws, it could be spiritual leaders, it could be pastors, it could be spiritual mentors, you name it. So yeah, this is why we're here. A little bit about me. I'm not going to tell you the whole of my life story on this first episode, but I'll tell you something about me just to, to at least to give you an idea of who you're listening to um, and what makes me think that I have a unique perspective on this issue. Um, so I am, I'm a child of God. I've been a Christian since I was a little girl, um, but I started growing spiritually like coming to really know God as a teenager. So I would say somewhere in my late teens, 17, 18 or so, was when I really, really developed this personal relationship with God and I grew spiritually at an exponential rate. So by the time I was, I'll say by the time I was 20 or 21, I was a pretty confident woman, you know, confident young woman i knew what i wanted out of life i knew what my purpose was yes i kid you not at 20 i knew what i wanted to do with my life i knew what god was calling me to do i i had a picture of what my marriage was going to be like um the kind of person that i was going to marry like i had all these things in mind at that time when i was actually at the university i made a decision that i wasn't going to date anyone while i was at the university because I thought it was going to be so distracting. So I was pretty confident. I wasn't like the average young lady that was, um, that was, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like the average young lady that was uh, maybe boy crazy or that was so eager to get in a relationship. No, that was not me. Okay. Anyway, fast forward. I did get married after school. I, you know, I was very knowledgeable or so I thought, about the topic of marriage. I mean, I had been reading marriage books as a teenager, (laughs) even though I wasn't in any relationships, but I just was studying so hard on this subject because I wanted to have the best, right? So I'd been reading marriage books as a teenager, listening to messages on marriage. I was... I was pretty knowledgeable. Let me just leave it at that, right? Like people that were in relationships would come to me about their relationship problems for advice. And I'd never even had a boyfriend. Yeah, go figure. So after I got married, I just, a few years after, a few years of being married, I started having issues, right, in marriage and I'm from Nigeria. Anyone from Nigeria, you know, as a woman, as a Christian, when you start seeking help, marriage help, 
most likely people are just going to give you things to do. No one is going to say, oh, you know, maybe you and your husband need to go for some counseling. That's usually not the first thing you're told to do, right? You're, you're probably told that, oh, you just need to do this more. You just need to do that more. Um, you're a woman, you know, uh, it's a foolish woman that plucks a house with her own hands and like all this crazy nonsense, right? That we get told, you know, it's a lot of words. It's a lot of scriptures, but at the end of the day, if you really sit down to analyze, you really haven't been advised. You've either been given some advice that's going to cause you more pain and advocate in your marriage, or you're being blamed for having the problem in the first place, or you're being blamed for something that your husband does. It's crazy, right? Um, like I said, I'm not going to... Um, say everything about my story on this first episode because then it's going to make it really really long suffice to say that after a few years i i found myself in a very painful marriage i found myself trapped in a painful marriage and there was no way i could go to for help the help wasn't helping and <laughs> i started to realize that you know, it takes two people to make a marriage work, to make a marriage successful, to make a marriage a success. And one person doing all the work would only get you so far, right? And a few years after that, like I keep saying years and years, it might make you think I, I've been married for 30 years, but no, it, it hasn't been that long. But you know, when you're in a very painful situation, it does feel like it's taking forever. It does feel like you're losing years of your life. Anyways, so it did come to a point where it felt like my life was being shattered right in front of me. Actually, I'm not going to use the word shattered. I'll take that back. Because shattered is something that happens all of a sudden, right? So it wasn't sudden. It was very, it was something that happened quite slowly, actually. It felt like my life was being taken apart piece by piece by piece. And then I woke up one day, I looked in the mirror, I couldn't even recognize who I was looking at in the mirror. It did definitely did not look like me. That very confident young lady that had gotten married, that knew what she wanted out of life, that knew what, you know, why God put her on this planet, that was very sure she was going to do, excellent things for God, she was no longer there. It was like a shell. I was looking at myself in the mirror and it was like looking like, looking at a shell, like the content had been emptied and I was just like a zombie. I got so depressed. I went into this period of deep depression that I started thinking my life is probably not worth living. I don't even think I have a purpose anymore. I don't think I'm useful to anyone anymore. It might just be best for me to end it all. It would just be great for me to actually go to bed and not even wake up. Yeah, I think this world would be better off without me. I was thinking that my sister, my serious mother, I was actually 
thinking that. Never in a million years did I think someone like me could feel suicidal. Never in a million years. It's just not, just, was just never who that I thought that I would become, right? But you know, on the outside, it was like no one really knew what I was going through. Um, I was in this picture-perfect marriage, at least on the outside looking in. I know that there were people that were actually might have been envious of me or at the very best praying to God that they could have a marriage like mine. But on the inside, I was dying or at least I was wishing I was dead. And I was in this state of depression for, honestly, I don't even remember. It's been years now. I was in this state for probably a week or two. You know, it felt like forever. It felt like each day was longer than 24 hours, actually. My body started feeling sick. I didn't, it wasn't like a usual sickness. I knew that it was just the sickness of the heart or the the sickness of the mind, whatever you want to call it, the depression, essentially, is what was starting to manifest in my body. I was starting to have all sorts of crazy health conditions. For a young lady in her 30s, it was just bizarre. And I was this way for a period of time. I knew, I just knew that dying was just going to be the solution. Like living was so painful, dying was going to be the cure, right? I started having imaginations of what my funeral was going to look like, of what my dad was going to feel like, what my siblings were going to feel like, you know, I just figured everyone would be fine. They will probably have a period of time where they're going to mourn me and they're going to move on with their lives, you know, after a while. So I figured, you know what, I don't need to feel sorry for them because they're going to move on with their lives. I just did not think anyone loved me enough to grieve so much about me, right? So here I am just lying on my bed thinking, Okay, I don't know how this is going to happen. I think it's just going to be best if I go to bed and do not wake up. So I'm thinking about that and I I would go to bed at night. I would wake up in the morning and I'll start crying. Like, why did I wake up? Why did like I would just sit in the bed for like an hour and cry about the fact that I woke up. (laughs) Ah, those were crazy times. I'm telling you, like just narrating this story almost feels like I'm narrating a movie. It's hard to believe this was my life that I was that I was actually living. And I think there might be someone listening right now in that state of mind, in that, you know, in similar circumstances. I just want to tell you that there is light at the end of the tunnel. It doesn't have to end in death. There is so much on the inside of you that God put there to bless this world your life means something your loss would be a great loss for this world and i know those are words that might be difficult for you to believe right now but i'm telling you even beyond your family beyond your kids if you do have kids the world at large has something to lose if you die an untimely death there is more to you than what you see in the mirror there is more to you than what the enemy tries to tell you. Like the enemy tells us lies, right? The enemy isn't even going to tell you the truth of who you are. Only God does that. 
I want you to know that before you were created, before you were formed, even before your parents came together and you were conceived, God had a plan for you. And he hasn't changed his mind about that. He's not looking at your circumstances and and thinking, oh, well, this one's going to be a failure. No, he isn't giving up on you. You might be listening to me thinking, God, I, I don't even think God has any interest in my life anymore. I think he moved out. Well, that's what the enemy wants you to believe. Because right there in my state of depression and being suicidal, and having all these crazy thoughts, and thinking I might end up in a mental hospital. Yeah, I did think I was going to end up in a psychiatric ward. Right in the midst of this craziness, in the midst of this doom and gloom, God was right there with me. Now, was I aware of his presence? No, I wasn't. Because you know, when, when the enemy has you focused on doom and gloom, you just do not see the light, right? Because you're so focused on the doom and gloom. And that was the situation I was in. So God was right there with me. The way I know that God was right there with me, apart from the fact that he said he would never leave or forsake us, is that, you know, as I kept thinking about my funeral and how everything was going to go and I could already see images of people writing rest in peace on my Facebook wall, people I haven't heard from in years, Saying, talking about how wonderful I was and how they're crying for me and they're so sad to see that I'm no more. I was actually seeing these visuals in my mind. And then I thought about my children. At that time, my, my baby was just a few months old. My youngest was a few months old. And I'm thinking to myself, she's never even going to know her mom. Like someone's probably going to show her pictures, but she would never know what her mom was like she would never know that how much her mom loved her she would never know you know and I just started crying that just it really snapped me out of that mindset because I felt really really sad and I started thinking well what's gonna happen to my babies am I gonna have my siblings adopt them and then I thought oh no that's not of course they still have a dad so that's probably not gonna happen well, maybe he's going to marry someone else at some point and my kids will be raised by some other woman that I don't even know if she's going to love my kids or if she's going to raise them right. And so I'm thinking about all of this and I'm thinking, oh no, I can't, I can't die now. I have to move on. I have to keep living. I have to continue for the sake of my kids. And that was what God used to snap me out of that pit because I was essentially in a pit and I was almost content to be there I wasn't gonna climb out of that pit but God snapped me out using the love that I have for my children because I I felt like I was responsible for them for bringing them into this world they didn't deserve any of this they don't deserve to you know, after not, you know, having to grow up without knowing who their mother was. Like if I had died in childbirth, that would have been a different story. Um, so anyways, God snapped me out of that. And I just resolved that I was going to leave whatever it took. And so, like I said, 
you're going to be hearing more of my story in coming episodes, but that's just like a brief overview. So when you're listening to me on this podcast, when I'm saying something, whatever it is, you know, depending on the topic that we're discussing, whatever I'm saying, I want you to know that you're hearing from someone who's been in a painful marriage, who knows what it is like, who has walked in your shoes. Because sometimes when you're having marriage, serious marriage problems, it feels like you're alone. It feels like no one's been through what you're going through. And even though the circumstances might be slightly different, the fact that you know you're listening to someone who has been through something in marriage that puts them in a state of depression, then you, you know that I, I can feel your pain as well. Some of you are having difficult marriages, but it hasn't really gotten that bad. Some of you, it's gotten really bad. You could probably, you could, you, what, some of the things I'm sharing about my own story resonates with you, probably. And some of you are, you don't have a painful marriage. You probably don't even have serious marriage issues. But I believe this is still a place for you to learn. To learn not just for your own marriage, but to learn how to be a support to someone else going through a difficult time in marriage. Yes. Okay. That was pretty intense. I feel like I could end the episode right now, but no, I still have a few things to talk about. So that's my story. Some of the things we will be discussing on the episode are the myths and the lies that we've been sold, that we've been fed, that we've been told about marriage and our roles as women in marriage. Lies and myths that we've been essentially programmed with or brainwashed. Um, Another thing that we will be talking about on this podcast is how to reset our brains and our minds from this destructive brainwashing. When you've been programmed with a set of ideas for years and years and years, it doesn't even matter if you don't totally agree with some of these ideas. If the programming and brainwashing has been going on for years, some somewhere in your subconscious, you still have those beliefs. And you might not even be aware of it. You still have those beliefs and you still act based off of those beliefs. So we'll be doing some resetting or reprogramming. So we're, we're going to be reprogramming our minds with the truth of God's word. So that means we'll be sharing scriptures. Yes, we'll be talking about our true identity in Christ and also in marriage. We'll be sharing steps, practical steps to healing and restoration. But we first have to start from that point of identifying the lies that we've been programmed with. And when I say lies, it could be from society, it could be from the media, definitely from church. Yeah, we'll be talking about that a lot. So yeah, some episode topics might actually rub off of some people the wrong way. (laughs) Because I know that we all have a lot of respect for our religious leaders, right? I am not here to damage anyone's reputation. I'm only here to help people. So if I say something that robs you off the wrong way, because that's not what your pastor, your geo, your bishop, your whoever says, 
try not to take it personal. Try to be on God's side rather than be on the side of your spiritual leader. Try to follow me and be like, okay, is this what the scriptures really say? Is this God's mind about this matter? And I think when you have that approach, it helps to discern you and you can actually learn. Because our goal is not to believe what our pastor believes or to live our lives based on what our bishop or geo says. It's to live our life based on what God wants and how God wants us to live it. So let's not lose sight of the fact that we are meant to please God and not man. Yes, so the mission is to help Christian women in painful marriages become aware of the eating abuse that they are subjected to. I know when some people hear about abuse, you're thinking about that your neighbor that a husband beats up every other month. But that's that's not really... I mean, we might talk about that, but we'll be focusing more on eating abuse. You know, the type of abuse that the person being abused, the victim doesn't even realize that it's happening. Um, and so we'll be talking about that, discussing how to protect ourselves as women and how the healing journey can begin. How we do not get to the point where we feel like we're worthless, where we feel like life isn't worth living anymore. Or where we just become total zombies <laughs> in marriage. Because that is not what God created marriage for. Marriage is not the place where you come to die. Marriage is not the place where your destiny comes to die. Marriage is not the place where God's your God-given vision and purpose comes to die. It is where it is supposed to to flourish. So we'll be looking at abuse in every form, emotionally, mentally, spiritually, financially, any other kind of lee that you could think of. <laughs> if it's abuse, we'll be discussing those. So yes, I'm so glad that you tuned in today. This is going to be the end of this first episode. I hope you had fun hanging out with me and at least getting to know me, even just if it's only by a little bit. Uh, before I go, I would like to encourage you to join our Facebook group. So the Facebook group is called When Marriage Hurts. That's where we'll be hanging out. We're also on Instagram. The handle is also When Marriage Hurts. That's H-U-R-T-S, When Marriage Hurts. So until next time, when I get to speak with you again, do have a wonderful day and forget that and never forget did I say forget no never ever forget you never want to forget that Jesus is always with you he said I will never leave you nor forsake you has this podcast blessed you if yes please head over to apple podcast when marriage hurts and leave a written review for the show. It would be such a blessing to me to know that this show has impacted you in some ways. Also, share this podcast with a friend. Let's spread the word. Lastly, if you would like to be a part of a community of like-minded women of faith who are on a journey to living the best life God has for them despite their marriage challenges, join our Facebook group, When Marriage Hurts. Until next time, remember these words of Jesus. Come to me, all of you who are weary and carry heavy burdens, and I will give you rest.